And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Mythbits. Hey everybody, and welcome to the World of Mythbits, episode 91. I am your host, as always, Stephanie J. Barty. Um, I am actually coming to you this week from my son's apartment. Um, Yes, I am a gypsy. I babysat my grandson today. I'm still babysitting him. I wore his poor, sorry little butt out, and he's sleeping now, which is how I am able to podcast. Um... This is not going to be a magazine review. As I've mentioned before, we're going to do a magazine review on the regular time, as if the magazine had have come out on the 24th, like it usually does. I'm going to do it the week after, just to stay on schedule with our magazine review. That and the fact that our illustrious leader is still on vacation, and he is in the land of really crappy internet. So this will be a short podcast. Uh, but I haven't done one since apparently um, way back, like July 13th was the last time I actually recorded, and I kind of dropped a bombshell on all you guys, and you haven't heard from me since. So those of you that have reached out to me and um, have been checking up on me, I love you guys. You are awesome. It means the world to me. Art of me. I'm a little emotional these days. I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm old or just because it's life, but um, I shed a tear or two more the last week or so, I think, than um, I have in the last five years. I even had an old friend that I don't talk to anymore. We had a major falling out about nine years ago. Um, see one of my TikToks and reach out to me and say, you know, whatever you're going through, you got this. And all I said was thank you. And she said, you know, when it gets really bad, just remember who you are. Straighten your crown. Keep going. And that kind of made me laugh because that's kind of advice and support that she would give, and it was funny. Um, yeah, so straighten my crown and remember who the heck I am. I am an author. I got books under my belt. I am a podcaster. I got 91 episodes, 91 episodes of the World of Misfits under my belt. I have got a new podcast, Lupa's Bit. I got five episodes under my belt over there. So... I can honestly say I am a professional podcaster. I'm paid for it. Don't care if I get paid for it. I'm a professional podcaster. I put it out there. People listen to it. I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Coming up on two years now. Two years worth of episodes. I don't know. Dave does my math. I, I suck at math. I'm a writer. 
I don't do math. Dave does my math. Because Dave loves me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm still living in Sutton, in my little trailer, in my absolutely awesomest friend's backyard. She's more like a sister to me. And I've been down to my sister's. And I'm kind of living the life of a gypsy at the moment, doing my thing, uh, working on um, my second ghostwriting book, and I'm editing, finished, just did the fourth round of edits for uh, my first ghostwriting book, and it's nearing completion, which means that I will get my final payment for that one, and yay! So excited about that. I'm doing odd jobs here or there for money in my pocket, um, and just trying to figure out who I am. I mean, I know what I do. Um... had a lot of realizations the last few weeks being on my own sort of being on my own I haven't really let myself be fully on my own um, like I said I've gone to my sisters uh, hanging out with friends and just trying to be around people I went and spent um My, spent my, I don't even know how to, spent my ex's birthday with him. Yeah. And we had a really good, like we had a talk that morning um, about how this was going to look, what this was going to look like. And um, we both kind of realized that things had been over for a long time. We just had never said it out loud. And we are... And always will be really, really good friends. He will always be one of my closest friends. I mean, he's papa to our grandchildren. He's daddy to our children. He will always be one of my closest friends. One of my best friends. Um, I got his back. He's got my back. No matter what, you know. And it's, it's definitely not one of those best friends with benefits situations. <laughs> no. We are just, we are friends. And we are going to co-grandparent and co-aunt and uncle because he's been in my family, involved in my family. Like, I'm not involved in his family at all. I don't get along with his family. I've never been good enough for his family. Um, his sister and I have never really seen eye to eye. Um, if you want to see what the relationship between his sister and I are like, look up the reality TV show called In-Law Outlaws or Outlaw In-Laws, Outlaw In-Laws with, um, Ellie Tesher and look for the episode, episode called, um, Toil and Trouble. 
that is our episode. And what you see on there is only a fraction of the dissension between his sister and I. So I am sure she's going to be absolutely thrilled that um, she can hook him up with somebody more to her liking. (laughs) Anyway, and I have no problems with that. If he can find somebody that can make him happy in a way that I couldn't, great. I fully support that. You know, I'm, I'm all for that. I want him to be happy. Just like I want to be happy. I deserve to be happy. Um, I woke up happy this morning. I really did. Well, I, it's going to be a long time before I think I let go of a lot of my ill-placed guilt and um, awkward expectations and the fact that I have never been truly alone. I have always had a boyfriend or been a mom since I was eighteen years old. So thirty years. Thirty years. Twenty seven of those years were with my ex. Yeah. Thirty years ago was the last time and oh wait, no, sorry, I lie. I lie. I lie. 31 years ago, 31 years ago, I was a single person. I didn't belong to anybody. I didn't, I wasn't in a relationship. I didn't have children. 31 years ago. So I don't know how to do this. Because 31 years ago, I was 17. So I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be this. Um, and I know I have my best friend and he has my back (laughs) and I have my crystal and she has my back and I have my Dana and I know I have a plethora yes I use that word a plethora of people who are there for me if I need to talk are there for me if I need to vent, if I need to scream, if I need to cry. Um, but I need to learn to do this on my own. I need to learn to not be lonely when I'm alone. To not be afraid of spending the rest of my life alone. Yeah, I said I wasn't going to get emotional to myself before I started this podcast. We're not going to go there. We're not going to, you know, inundate our listeners with my personal drama because that's not what this podcast is for. This is about the magazine and it's about the world of myth and it's about you guys, the writers and the contributors and the listeners. Here I am, you know, pouring my heart out to you. But, uh, yeah, so 
that's what's been going on in my life. Um, honest reality, honest feedback is honest. You want to know? I'm a wreck. <laughs> I have this constant knot of anxiety in my stomach. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to describe why it's there or what it is. It's like I have this desperate need to be loved. And this absolutely paralyzing fear that I'm never going to find exactly what it is that I'm looking for. And here you sometimes you come across and you think, is this it? Did I find it? But something happens or it's an impossible situation. And you think, huh, well, okay. That's fair. (laughs) And you wonder, am I meant to be that? I write it. I can write a happily ever after like nobody's business. I can write the perfect love story. I'm not bragging, but I can. I can write the perfect love story. I've done it twice, three times to completion. I've done it. (laughs) They're fiction. I look at relationships around me. I watch my sister and her husband. And they're so adorable. They've been together 17 years. Married for 10. They're absolutely adorable. Sickening. (laughs) I love them to pieces. I look at my brother. And his girlfriend. And they've been together. Thirteen years. Twelve years. And they've had some rough patches. And gotten through it. And I look at the relationship that my mom and dad had. And I look at the relationship that I have. And I'm not saying it wasn't all bad. And it's, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It. I don't know. I don't know. But I look at all of those relationships and I look at the kind of relationships that they have. And no, I don't want to do this. Stop. Um, I want that. But I, I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> okay? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Other than the fact that, ow, my foot's asleep. Um, I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I know what I want. I don't know how to get it. I'm not just talking, um, like, a partner in, in um, crime, like a, a boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> I'm not just talking that. Um, I'm talking about in my life. I know what I want. I haven't figured out how I'm going to get it. I think knowing what I want is part of the battle. I'm maybe too old to put things in place that um, will let me have that before I'm dead. I don't know. I don't know an awful lot these days. You know, up until probably a month ago, two months ago, I knew a lot of stuff. I knew where I lived. I knew where I belonged. I knew stuff. I don't now. I don't know anything. I sat down the other day to write. And I opened up my laptop. And I pulled up my manuscript. And I was reading it. Now keep in mind, I'm writing a romantic comedy. Um, and I didn't know how to proceed. I didn't know how to go forward. I didn't know how to make it work. I opened up my uh, series that I have on the world of myth, The Chosen. And I was reading it, and it was like I was reading somebody else's work. I didn't connect with it. I have now um, watched this really, really, really awesome series on Netflix called Cursed. And um, it actually shook a bunch of stuff. And uh, I finished The Chosen. I have finished it. It is done. Um my readers who will get to read the ending will hate me. I can guarantee it. Um, they will hate the way that I've ended it. Because then they'll have to wait. For the next one. There will be a part two. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm... Not sure if the entire ending is going to be on the website because I do want to make it into a full book form. So I gotta leave something out. I'm not gonna buy the book if I don't. And I'm a writer. I'm an author. I sell books. That's what I do. That's how I make my money. That's how I live. Some people, you know, clean toilets. I do that too. Some people do electrical, some people build houses, some people 
quality supervisors at a petroleum plant like my brother-in-law. I write books. It's how I make a living. Well, how I'm trying to make a living. I write. I think I'm going to have to expand my writing into columns and other stuff to make money. Um, but, yeah. That's what I do. You gotta figure out what you do. You gotta figure out who you are. And I don't know. I know what I do. I don't know who I am. And I need to figure out um, where I'm gonna live. Because winter's coming. I can't stay in the trailer. And I don't know if, um, like my my ex has said, you know, I have a room there. We can share the house. Um, we're not right now because to be separated and still stay in the same house, it would just be the exact same as it was before we put a label on it. So we needed to be separated for a while to make it real. To say, yeah, this is it. This is what life is now. This is what it looks like now. I don't live there. It hasn't felt like my home for a long time, which is sad because I love that house. I loved it. The minute I saw it, I loved it. I fell in love with it. I mean, it's not a grand house. It's not a great house. It doesn't have beautiful architecture. It doesn't have um, character. It doesn't have much. It's just a house. But I loved it. It's got a huge, huge yard. And it's got a big maple tree in the front yard and a big maple tree in the backyard. And it had this huge yard for the kids to play in. It was right beside the park. And I loved it. I fell in love with it. And we hadn't even seen the inside. We just saw the outside of the house. And we went, yeah, that one. And we fought tooth and nail the last 20 years to keep it. And it hasn't felt like my house in three years. Two years, three years. It hasn't felt like mine. I haven't felt like I belonged there. And that's when I started realizing, yeah, you know, it's it's time. And I kept trying and I kept hoping and I kept waiting for things to change, for things to get better. But if both parties aren't willing to make the changes, if both parties aren't willing to work on things, and I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I was perfect. Oh, my God, no. Oh, no, there are things you people don't know and there are things that you people won't know that, you know, transpired in the relationship. And a lot of the problems, I will admit, were probably because of me. But I had to sit back and go, okay, if I'm doing this, why am I doing this? Okay, this is why I'm doing this. This is making sense. We are no longer connecting as a couple. We're roommates sharing a funny laugh, not common interests. So 
I mean, everybody out there that has a good relationship, hang on to it. Fight for it. Because I think that was part of the problem. We stopped fighting for it. We stopped feeding it. We just stopped caring about it. And I don't ever want that to happen again. I will always do everything I can in every relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a friends with benefits, whether it's a romantic relationship. I will always do my best to nurture that relationship. Yes, Dana, I know. I need to call you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Because you have to nurture friendships, too. You can't just expect them to withstand months and months and months of neglect and then be there. You know, we're not a book you can put down and walk away from and come back and pick up at the exact same spot. All those memes you see on Facebook, they're bullcrap. You have to take care of your relationships. You have to take care of your stuff. And over the years, because of the mental state that I was in, because I was miserable, I let a lot of my relationships outside of my marriage suffer. And I, I you know, I, I complain, we had no friends, we had no friends. Well, that wasn't entirely his fault. I didn't nurture the relationships that I should have because... I was depressed. I was in a rut. I was in a hole that I didn't know how to get out of. And I just no longer cared. So, nurture your relationships. Make time for the ones that you love. Do the things, as my friend Lally would say. Do the things. And I can't get the things. Do the things. Talk to the people. Make the effort. And I said, you know, like friendships and close relationships and, you know, sister and brother relationships that aren't blood, but, you you know, friends that you consider to be sisters and consider to be brothers and romantic relationships and... All of those, you know, friends with benefits, and I laugh at that. I think it's a cute expression, but it's – I'm not going to dissect that here. I'm going to dissect that over on Lucas bit. So you're going to have to listen to that one because I'm going to – I don't – that term, I, I love it. I think it's really cute. Um, it's a very – cute way to put a label on something that you're not quite ready to put a committed label on like a, yeah we're going to see where this goes we're going to we're going to do this we're going to explore this so you put that label on it and it Everything that a relationship is, it's the, the talking and the laughing and the joking and the sharing and all of that 
plus the intimate part of the relationship. You just keep it simple, <laughs> which it's not, um, unless you have several friends with benefits. Then, you know, it's convenient. <laughs> it's a convenient expression. But anyway, I digress. I do that a lot. My brain is, you're going to have to bear with me. My brain is just a not totally focused, um, which is really hard when you're a writer, especially when you're on a commissioned piece and you have a timeline. Um, you have to be focused. And it's very hard when you feel like your world is falling apart and, you know, yeah. So, that is my life in a nutshell. Things are trucking along. Um, I actually got dragged into somebody else's relationship drama. And I'm a little pissy about it right now, so you're going to listen to me rant for a minute. Um, I had to listen to one side of the drama for a while, I've been listening to it and, you know, offering advice when advice was asked for. And I mean, I told them flat out from the beginning, I'm the last person to give advice. Although, in my defense, I do give really, really good advice. I suck at taking it. But I give it really, really well. So... I'm listening to this one side, and this person is miserable. And, okay, fine. What you got to do? Well, then the other half of the relationship starts talking to me. Because I had helped the one part work through a lot of their anger issues and their emotional issues that they had. And when they went back home, they were great. So their partner was grateful and we started talking and she started asking me for advice and talking to me and I started helping her and I'm like, ooh, honey, you got some issues. They both have a U-Haul van full of baggage that they brought into this relationship. Not that it's accumulated because of, but that they brought into that they need to have a garage sale and get rid of before they can fix the relationship. And I told both of them that. You need to go to counseling, and you need to go to counseling, and y'all need to do it separately. And when y'all are fixed, then you need to come together and go to counseling as a couple. Um, now, one half of the relationship is now seeing three different doctors and working on their issues, whether the other bonehead, um, and that's the nicest thing that I've called it this week, decides that they need to because they've got some serious issues. That is none of my business anymore. I have completely washed my hands of the situation because, I mean, I even went so far as to bring the person back to have the talk and find out what's going on, deal with the issues, and have been completely completely ghosted 
completely ghosted. I mean, I sat in a parking lot until almost 3 o'clock in the morning. Had two serious health episodes in said parking lot trying to fix a very toxic relationship. And I'm ghosted by both of them. Not a thank you, not a, you know what, we can't talk to you anymore. Thanks for everything. Catch you later. Not a screw you. Nothing. Now, with her, I understand because from what I understand, what I've gathered is she has her phone off. She's not doing, okay, wait, no, that's a lie. She is doing social media because she's posting pictures of the happy little nuclear family. But, you know, everybody tries to make things look great on Facebook. So, yeah, I'm a little upset that I went out of my way and put my energy into that put my energy into counseling him and counseling her and trying to help to be completely ignored. You know? It makes me feel very used. And I don't like feeling very used. And I'm not, I know my voice sounds like I'm crying right now. And I am a little teary, but not because I'm sad, not because I'm heartbroken, because I'm angry. I am very, very angry that I would be used like that. You know, don't come to me with tears in your eyes and tell me you don't know what to do and you need help. And can I help you? And, you know... Hang off of me bawling hysterically, asking for my help, and then completely ignore me when you've gotten what you wanted. Or you forgot you had a damn backbone and you caved and didn't stand up for what you wanted. Don't. So if any of you out there come to me for advice, and then you pull this crap, you can forget about being my friend. Because I'm not playing that game anymore. I'm done. I'm done investing my energy and my time and my emotion because I cared. I really did. I really, really, really did care about the two of them. And I've become really good friends with one of them. And it's going to be really difficult going forward running into this person without wanting to throat punch them or stab them in their sleep. And I know that sounds violent, but I'm angry. I don't like being used. I used to be, a long time ago, before I grew a backbone, I used to be used a lot. I was... The whipping boy. Google it. I was the scapegoat. I was the punching bag, verbally and otherwise, for a lot of people that I called friends. 
And I would sit and I would counsel them and I would listen to them and I would take their crap. And I would take my emotions and I would pour that into them to fill that hole inside them. So that they could fix whatever it was that they needed to be fixed. And I would do that until I had nothing left. And I find myself, I'm still doing that. And I swore I'd stop. That I would stop putting my energy out there and running myself empty with getting, and not getting anything in return. Nothing in return. not getting the level that I'm putting out in return. And I swore I wouldn't do that. And I'm doing it. And I think that's part of my problem. So empty. I got nothing left. I got nothing left. I don't know when this became my dear diary. <laughs> I don't know when this became my therapy session. Um, And I promise things will get back to normal. I don't know when. And I mean, if this is not the misfits that you want, then just let us know. Let me know. Let Dave know. Whatever. And we'll just, you know, I'll do the magazine review once a month and that'll be it. Um, but my life is a train wreck right now. I want to travel and I can't. COVID's taken that away from me. I have friends in Indiana. I want to go see. I have friends in Alabama. I want to go see. South Carolina. I'll go up to California. At places I want to go, and COVID's taken that away from me. I don't have anywhere to go in Canada. I can go places in Ontario. I have places I can go in Ontario. But everybody that I truly love, other than my family, is in the United States. And I can't, I can't run to any of them. Because COVID's taken that away from me. So I'm a little frustrated with that. Because I'm empty. I am absolutely empty. And there are very few people. It's very, very, very short list. That are able to fill me back up. See, I'm an Aquarius. And you can all go, oh, horoscopes, uh, whatever. I am the water bearer. Which means I carry it. I am the jug that carries everything and eventually when you pour something out of a jug it gets empty and we get empty and we need to be filled and I don't know how to fill it that hole there's a hole that might be why there's a knot in my stomach because there's a hole I got nothing. 
I gave it all away. All of it. I gave it all away. I didn't get anything back. So angry. Very angry about that. Because promises were made. By both of the couple that I counseled. And chalk up losing two more friends. I'm done. I'm done. And I think having this friend in the past pop up be kind, be nice. It's kind of messed me up a little bit, too. Her and I used to be really, really close. Really close. She stabbed me in the back. A few times. So I'm very, 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 very hesitant as to who I let in beyond a certain point. I walls. Walls upon walls upon walls. And what do you think you got past all the walls? There's about eight more walls. And those have been there, some of them have been there since I was a child. Nobody's ever gotten past through those. Nobody. Never. And nobody ever will. Probably. But I keep my circle of loved ones of friends that I would call family, that I'd take a bullet for very, very, very small. Because I have been hurt. I have been stabbed in the back. And, sorry, I hold a grudge. I am not a forgive and forget kind of person. I cannot. I've tried. Mm -mm. Doesn't work. Because 3 a.m. rolls around and I'm lying in bed and I can't sleep and all of that stuff is rolling on back. And I remember. Oh, yeah. Right. I gave you pieces of myself. Big pieces of myself. And you were thanks. Appreciate that. Carried on. Or you threw it back at me. Or you laughed. Or you made a joke. Or you used it against me to stab me in the back. So yeah, once I'm done, once I walk, done. You don't get back in. Nope. I'll be polite if I see you in public. Enough time has passed. And the stabby stabby urge is no longer there. Um, there is one human being, I use that term loosely, I call her my stalker, uh, she's now turned to my daughter because she can no longer get a hold of me because I have her blocked in every way possible, so she's now going after my daughter, um, in respects to me, and my daughter being my daughter, <laughs> did not back down, did not shy away, did not cower. Uh, but she rallied and went right back at her. Threw it right back at her. 
But yeah, that's that's one woman that I cannot be polite to. I cannot be kind to. I cannot be forgiving. I cannot be nice to in any way, shape, or form if I see her it is best. If I just turn around and go the other way and try and pretend that I didn't. Because I still get the stabby, stabby urge when I see her. And I don't want to go to jail. And that woman would make me go to jail. That woman makes me want to go to jail. And trust me, if I'm going to go to jail because of that woman, oh, it is so going to be worth it. I would do things that would make Stephen King blush and be afraid. To that one. I don't like hate. Because there's a very thin line between love and hate. And trust me, I do not love this woman. I loathe this woman. I despise this woman. I saw her bleeding on the street in front of me. And I am a compassionate person. I am an empathetic person. I saved a bird the other day. I saved a bird. I would not save her. And that's a horrible, 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 horrible way to be. Horrible way to feel. I can't help it. She done me wrong that bad. For nine years, this woman has continued to twist that knife and to come at me. So, yeah. So, wow, this turned really dark really quick. Um, it has not been a fun podcast. I'm terribly sorry for that. But it's been 45 minutes, and I'm going to wrap it up. Because I told Dave I would keep it under 45 minutes because he has very limited internet. And we needed to get something out to you guys. So, that is your sad and pathetic excuse for a podcast for this week. So that there is one out there. I'm sorry if it's not what you were expecting. I'm sorry it's not a beat and fantastic um give me time just that's all i ask is give me time thank you for listening to me and for sticking around that i do appreciate um those of you that have sent me private messages i love you guys i really do you know that i've told you that i love you you i consider family you are family to me you're within that little you know, enclave. So, thank you. Anyway, all right, I'm going to wrap this up because now 46 minutes and Dave's going to have his fit. Except she's got to take out all the ums and the dead air and the sniveling, whining, blah. So, <laughs> okay, I will talk to you guys all next week. And tune in Thursday for a loop of bits. There might be one. All right. See ya. Oh, wait, ha, hold on. Don't forget to go to www.theworldofmyth.com and check us out. Don't forget to find us on Facebook at the World of Myth Bits Podcast and the World of Myth Magazine. And I did say www.theworldofmyth.com. Yes, I did. Okay. You can find us on Twitter under the World of Myth Magazine and the World of Myth Bits. You can find me on Twitter at Lisa B. You can find me over on TikTok where I'm doing stupid stuff and having a whole lot of fun. Um, at Lady Lou Who. Check out my website at www.stephaniebarty.me because it's always all about me. 
And you can find us on Instagram, and we will have more updates on the five final contestants. You know who they are. I don't have it in front of me. Um, for the Open Contract Challenge. And keep writing and stay cool, because it's going to be another hot one. See ya. The world of Mitch Bitch.